I'm wondering if we have any pensioners in the house. Have we got any people that are on a pension? Okay, hand, keep hands up. Give Amanda. Amanda, could you make your way up here? Can you get... Come on. You're going to preach this morning, Amanda. Can, can, you, can you wander up? Yes, come on. Get, let's everyone thank Amanda. Come on. She can, I'll meet you halfway. Well, I'll come down to you then. So you're not getting out of this. I tell you what, I, I should have reneged because she would have missed out. Because Amanda, this is your lucky day. <laughs> I wouldn't embarrass you for no reason, would I? Would, would I do that? Of course not, of course not. So Amanda, I'd love to give you 10 coffee vouchers for after the service for you and nine of your friends, okay? Thank you. There you go. All yours. Oh, hang, hang on. I just remembered I haven't got a coffee. Would you give me... Thank you. No, no, I only want one. I only want one. Thank you very much. Isn't she generous? Hey, great. But you know what, Amanda? I can I can afford to buy my own. So there you go. That's all yours. Have fun. Uh, if you can't find nine friends, just sing out in the cafe, and I'm sure you'll get some really quickly. So if you haven't guessed, oh, I didn't know, and this is. God's honest truth, I didn't know it's your birthday today. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Do you know I've been praying all week for the right person to do that with? God does exist. Uh, <laughs> and we're glad for that. Um, I've left my water down there. Beck, can you just throw that to me? Because sooner or later I'll get dry mouth and Wayne will remind me of that afterwards. And so it's all there for, for a little bit later on. So we are in this series, The Weird and the Wonderful. And we've had church, we've had communion, we've had baptism. And this morning, tithing, and I think I win. Out of the weird and wonderful, I think tithing wins. Out of all those subjects. Who in their right mind in this day and age would go down to the mall and say to people, I think you should give 10% of all you've got to someone else? I think there'd be an ambulance called. There might even be white jackets involved. I think it's weird and wonderful. But did you know what the word weird means? I had to check to make sure that no one else had said this over the last few weeks. Weird means supernatural or unearthly. Weird means supernatural or unearthly. So I think tithing fits this perfectly. Well, a few things as we start, what I call general housekeeping. Firstly, um, I could get wound up. So if I get wound up and I go too long, Give me grace. I've got lots to say and not enough time to say it. Uh, secondly, and very clearly, God does not expect you, if you are not yet a Christian, if you are not yet one who has recognised Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour, he is not asking you to tithe. This message today is to clearly people who believe that God has done a transaction for them that they can never fully repay. 
Lastly, in housekeeping, if I do happen to step on your toes or something gets said and you start to go off on a negative tangent, would you do me a favour? Would you say a 10-second prayer? God, stop me here, open my ears, open my heart and forgive Craig. Can we, can we, can we agree to do that? Hey? All right. So that's done with our general housekeeping. So what is tithing? Well, for me, I want to start off, the first point I want to say is that for me, tithing is worship. Tithing is my way of worshipping the God who has done everything for me. I believe that my God, the God, is the one who created this universe in which I get to live in. I believe he's also the same God who gave his only son to bring me back into a relationship with a holy God, something that I was not capable of doing. I believe that he's also the one to whom I will return one day. I want to worship this God. He is an amazing God. And in my tithes, I get to do something tangible. I get to worship in a way that's functional. And let's face it, I don't know that God's that impressed with my singing. (laughs) But I do get to be obedient to him in my tithes. You know, the first concept of worship is right back at the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis, and we only get into chapter 4. And it says in chapter 4, the second part of verse 2 through to verse 5, Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favour on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favour. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. You know, in this passage, this idea of worship, this idea of bringing something to the God who has given, who has created, has allowed everything to flourish, um, one of the concepts we get there is the concept of bringing the best Not the leftovers, not what we can spare, but the best. And in that, God looked at what uh, Abel had brought. But um, what did Cain bring? Well, I've got the answer. And I know a lot of you are quite theologically trained, unlike me. But I've got the answer. He bought Brussels sprouts. (laughs) And who can blame God? Well, maybe, maybe they were Brussels sprouts, but they weren't the fresh, crunchy ones for those who love Brussels sprouts. They were the ones that have sat in the fridge for too long because no one really wanted to eat them. We don't know. We don't know why God looked at that offering as not being that pleasant or that pleasing to him. But we do know that he looked with favour at the offering of the best. So I believe tithing is an act of my worship. Secondly, I believe it's an act of acknowledgement. Both Cain and Abel were acknowledging where 
their crops came from, where their flocks came from, where their life came from. And the second place that we, we see this uh, is uh, in Genesis 14. And um, we, we, we meet Abram, who becomes Abraham. And he goes out to rescue his nephew Lot. And in the process of that, he defeats the kings that had taken Lot and others captive. And he comes back with the loot. He comes back with what they'd stolen and what they had as well. And Melchizedek, the priest, comes out to meet him. And he blesses Abram and he blesses the Lord God. And Abram's response is to give a tenth of everything back to the priest. It's an acknowledgement. It is an acknowledgement that what I've got has come from God. Jacob, Abraham's grandson, later on in Genesis, has an incredible encounter with this same God. But I want to start with the outcome before the encounter. Because this is what Jacob says in Genesis 28, verses 20 to 22. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey that I am making and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I have set as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. So we've had Abram, Abraham, and now we go to his grandson making the same response of acknowledgement that what's about to happen is, it's from you, God. It's from you. And so my response to you is going to be to give you a tenth of everything that happens in this journey. Now, the good thing for him, Wayne, is that he wasn't flying blind. He wasn't just making this up because earlier in this chapter, we have an account of a dream that Jacob had had. And it says this from verse 12. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, really grandfather, and the God of Isaac, father. I will give you and your descendants the land in which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. Wow. How would you be if you had a dream like that? But you see, it's God saying, I will. I will. I will, I will. And today over each of us, God says, I will, I will, I will. Tithing 
is an act of acknowledgement that God does. It's an act of worship, it's an act of acknowledgement, and it's also an act of participation in building God's kingdom here on earth. We move along to Numbers 17 and 18, and I'm not going to start reading that. And I've got to tell you, it gets a little complicated and a little tricky. But the essence of it is Moses is giving the instructions and God selects one of the 12 tribes to be his, in our language, church workers, the Levites. The Levites were selected to look after God's business on earth for the other 11 tribes. And clearly through there, he says, it, it says that the children of Israel, the other 11 tribes, are to bring their tithes to the Levites, to keep the Levites, to keep their work. And if you want to complicate it a little bit more, the Levites then had to tithe that tithe to keep the priests. But in this, we see that that God was working to keep his kingdom or grow his kingdom here on earth. And he used the vehicle of tithes to do that. And I've got to say, I was saying to Steve before, uh, I had to grapple on this because sometimes I get um, uh, a little antsy when when we twist tithing and giving to the church and paying the church's bills. And, and I had a, a long four hours, wee small hours of the morning and late the early morning grappling with this. And I had to come to the conclusion that I was wrong. And I'd been wrong. I think it's very clear that tithing is part of my opportunity to advance the kingdom here on earth. In this church, I think we do really well at encouraging us to be obedient in this. And I'll talk about obedience in a minute. So please, don't get antsy when we give you lots of opportunities to fulfil this in your own life. When we tell you at the end of the service that there's a green box at the end that you can, you can put your, your tithes in. Or when we tell you there's a, a scan card there that you can go onto that. Or when we put a text up on the screen or when we have planned giving which we've got running at the moment where we're trying to help you worship God we're trying to help you acknowledge that what you have comes from God we're trying to help you be a part in what God is growing in this world in Launceston today I also believe as I alluded just a moment ago that tithing is an act of obedience. God is serious about us being obedient to what he asks us to do. And I know this, is, this might be a moment where you just need to say that prayer because as Australians, we don't like being told what to do. If I've already done that to you, say that prayer. If I'm about to say it to you, say that prayer. Because it's really clear in Scripture that God is serious about our tithing. 
going to read from Malachi chapter 3, verse 6 and 12. And some of you are rolling your eyes right now because you're telling me, well, it's Old Testament, Craig. Well, I'm going to preach from the Old Testament. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, ah, Jacob, you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me, says God. But you ask, how are we robbing you? And God responds in tithes and offerings. You're under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be, the delight, will be a delightful land, says the Lord God Almighty. God is serious about us worshipping and acknowledging and praising him with our tithes. I don't know about you, but in this day, 2022, I don't want to be told by God that I'm disobedient. Can you imagine the God of the universe, the God that gave you breath and the God that can take it away, says to you, you are robbing me. I don't want that to be true for me and I don't want it to be true for any of my friends, any of my family. I wanted God to say, well done. Do you know what? People say to me, um, I couldn't afford to tithe. And my response is, I'm so dumb I couldn't afford not to. Craig's wisdom will not make way in this world. I mean... You know, $14.95 for a kilo of capsicum. <laughs> Who guessed? Thankfully, petrol was dropping. You know what I mean? I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I'm not smart enough to live a blessed life on my own. I couldn't afford not to be obedient to God. The other thing that I want to pull out of this is, for me personally, I believe strongly that this is my storehouse, this church. In the day, the tithes were bought to feed the priests and the workers where they were. It was their family, it was the people serving them that they paid. I believe clearly the tithe, I'm not talking about offerings and generosity and gifts, because they come after we've learnt how to tithe, but the tithe goes to your storehouse, where you worship. And if you are here visiting from another church, that's your storehouse. That's where you worship. They're the people loving you, caring for you, growing the kingdom where you are. I want to give a tithe and I want it to be where I'm planted. 
where I grow, where I get supported, where I get served, where I get loved, I also get to bless. So I believe that tithing is an act of worship. It's acknowledgement of where everything I have comes from. It's my way of participating in building the kingdom of God here on earth in this place. And it's my chance to be obedient. And let's face it, we're not all obedient in all things all the time. Ask our partners. So some final thoughts. A tithe is a tithe. A tithe means, wait for it, in the Greek, Aramaic, Hebrew, and anything else, 10%. A tithe is simply a tenth of what we have. In Leviticus, still in the Old Testament, oh boy, I can hear it now. The instructions are a tithe of everything from the land, whether it's grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. And two verses later, every tithe of the herd and the flock, every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod will be holy to the Lord. A tithe is a tithe and it's 10%. But you say to me, Craig, I couldn't afford to give 10%. My answer maybe is the same answer for you. Maybe you can't afford not to. But this message is not to discourage you. That is the last thing. I, I would honestly weep in my sleep tonight if I thought I discouraged you. This message is to encourage you to come into a land of freedom that you may have never known before. But let's, let's go where I hate to go. If you're giving 1% and you're challenged in any way, give 3. And if you're giving 3, give 5. And if you're giving 5, give 8. And if you're giving 8, well, hey, why don't you just tithe? God will be with you. He wants to stretch your faith. And when he stretches your faith in this, guess what? That faith doesn't just live in your bank account. It flows over into the rest of your life. If you can trust God with your money, you can trust God with everything. Did you not trust God with your salvation? And the reality is, the end of the day, I'm only trusting God to help me to use wisely 90% of what he's already given me. Can God do more with that 90% than I could do with 100? And the answer for me is yes. I just want to give a shout out. One of the reasons I ask for pensioners is let's be honest, our pensioners who tithe are amazing. Are amazing. Are amazing. Because a pensioner who tithes has this much left to live and do everything else. But a person with a wage has this much left to live. And a person who's an entrepreneur or a rock star or, heaven forbid, an influencer, (laughs) has this much left to live. Hats off to you, pensioners. Because your faith is great and you will be rewarded. 
but it's just the beginning. Tithing is just the beginning. And in the New Testament, Matthew 23, from the words of Jesus, Woe to you, you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You give a tenth of your spices and your mint and your dill and your cumin and your Brussels sprouts and everything else, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, faithfulness. You should have practised the latter without neglecting the former. Practise the latter without neglecting the former. Jesus came to add to the law, not to take away. Justice and mercy, justice and mercy for the aliens, for the widows, for the homeless. So once we tithe, once we tithe to the storehouse and we find out what God can do, then we start getting generous. And then we give to the Good Shepherd Agricultural Mission and then we give to City Mission and then we give to the people in our street. Justice, mercy and grace will flow on out of those other things. But here's a little word with two seconds to go. Sorry, guys. We'll survive. The promise is not one-sided. We've got to play our part. I don't believe God says he will bless stupidity. You can't tithe and gamble. You can't tithe and be addicted. You can't tithe and keep up with the Joneses and have no money worries. See, God can't defeat himself. When he talks about blessing you and looking after you and providing for you, he can't then aid and abet you being stupid. You might need to say that little prayer right now. (laughs) Sorry, God. Forgive Craig. Get me back. To the contrary, we need to be good stewards. We had a laugh this week. I walked into Ben's office uh, to bring my notes in and I'm wearing a 20-year-old Launceston Church of Christ jumper that I cannot kill. (laughs) And then I hand him a notes over and Toby starts laughing at me because they're on second-hand printer paper. And the little little game that was on the back, he thought he might have a crack at that next time, uh, a little bit later in the day. Or it might go with my 30-year-old happy pants and my 38-year-old Ugg boots that I break out at home every now and then. <laughs> Blessing doesn't mean dropping the latest fashion from the sky for us to wear every day and at night when no one sees us. It just means that we partner with God with being smart and being good stewards and he will provide everything that we need. We had a pandemic, in case you didn't know, and when that pandemic happened, our business lost 85% of our income overnight, permanently. Bang, gone. But God sent friends to help. Some people in this church bought Joy and I a gift of $1,000 because they thought that's what God told them to do. And Joy and I prayed about that and we, we couldn't see why. We think it was about them and their faith, so we passed it on so that families in this church who were struggling could be blessed also. And heaven forbid the government helped us too. How amazing and unearthly and whatever weird meant was that. But we're not out of the woods yet. 
You don't build a business back from 15% to where you can live easily. But you know what? We're able to increase our tithe. We've been able to give to missions. We've been able to bless people in our street. We've been able to visit our children and grandchildren interstate. I'm blessed by an amazing wife, a beautiful family, terrific friends, an incredible church family. I'm served by amazing people. God has blessed me beyond belief. I could not respond in any other way but to tithe, as weird and as wonderful as that is. I'm wondering if you could stand as I read from Proverbs a blessing over you. My sons and daughters, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favour and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honour the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops, and then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will bring over with new wine. Lord God, I want to pray for these, my friends, that you will help them to be people who get to love you so much that they can't help but worship you, acknowledge you, participate in what you're doing here in the kingdom on earth, be obedient to you, and see that you will not bless them above their wildest dreams. Lord God, help us to be the people that you want us to be right where you've planted us. In Jesus' name, amen.